Hey everyone, it is future Tanya coming at you before our actual podcast episode uh, to provide a little context. So when Rachel and I recorded this episode, two things had not happened, two events had not happened yet. Um, so first of all, we talked about abortion, abortion access, abortion rights in this podcast episode, and we recorded this before Roe v. Wade was actually overturned in June of this year. Uh, we recorded it shortly after it was announced that it could possibly be um, be overturned. So we live in a post-Roe world now, um, and I just want to say that whatever everything that we said in this podcast pre that still applies. Uh, living in a patriarchal, capitalistic society that doesn't value women and our our right to choose fucking sucks. So um, there are many, many, many great organizations out there doing the hard work of trying to expand or abortion rights and access in this country. And if you um, live in Michigan, one of the very most important things you could possibly do right now is get out and fucking vote in November. Um, our right to abortion is on the ballot here in our great state. Um, so please, please, for the love of the people after us and the people who before us had to put up with this bullshit, get out and vote in November um, for our rights. The other thing that we talked about in this uh, podcast episode is, well, Harry Styles, like most episodes. And we talked about the Don't Worry Me Darling um, trailer that dropped when this episode was being recorded. And we now have had to live through one of the most awkward pre movie premieres of our time. <laughs> so yeah, we just um, thought we should also add that we are team flow all the way. And we, yeah, I guess we hope you, you enjoyed this rant filled episode. And thanks for sticking with us. Bye. All right. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Oh, I Did It Again with Tanya and Rachel, we are back and uh, yes. we have a lot to say today, I feel Yeah, like. we do. So we, um, recording this now, we it's been a little bit in between the two, our last episode and this episode. While it's only been two weeks since you've heard the, our last episode mm -hmm. with Morgan, it's been a little bit longer um, since we've recorded. So we, we have some catching up to do, I feel like personally, mm -hmm. politically, socially, all of the things because man, like, man no fuck men everything's gone mm -hmm. on like so much has gone on I feel like um I traveled to Greece for two weeks you had a bachelorette party in Miami mm -hmm. we could lose our access to abortion this summer mm -hmm. the the maraud of things that are happening that has happened in the last month mm -hmm. since we've we've met Rachel has been a lot I'll just say that because I yeah. can't think of any other way to say it it feels yeah as bad as it's ever felt in most ways that matter. Some of the hockey teams that I hate have been eliminated from the playoffs. So that's good, but yeah, there's gotta yeah. be a silver lining to something, right? Like again, mm -hmm. as I mentioned, we both were recently just traveled and we saw mm -hmm. hot men while we were mm -hmm. traveling. So I do have mm -hmm. to hold that true. <laughs> um, did I make yes. out with any of them? No. Am I disappointed that I didn't? Yes. Mm -hmm. But I did get to stare at a really, really hot Greek man who worked on the boat that we went on. Mm, um, that sounds very day. hot. Yeah, we called him our uh, boat boyfriend, our cruise mm -hmm. boyfriend throughout the trip. Boat bay. He, he was very good looking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have nothing to say except that. 
My standout hot guy in Miami was a bartender that we had after brunch. And I, you, it turns out a tip for everyone in South Beach, Miami, you can take drinks out of the bar and walk around on the street with them, which is very nice. We love it. And we were trying to figure this out. And I went up to him to ask and hadn't really clocked him as like super hot coming into the bar. But the minute he turned around, it was just a full impact of like, oh my God, (laughs) you're very hot. You're very hot. And I had come down from a rooftop brunch where I felt very sweaty (laughs) and red faced. And it was a moment of like, wow, in seeing your beauty, I am reminded of what a bridge troll I'm probably looking like at this point. So he was very friendly though, which is good for Miami. A nice hot man. I I'm I'm not, I'm not 20 anymore. I don't find assholes hot. So Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really on that train. No assholes. You've got to, we have to meet in the middle of some sort of like I need to immediately know about you that you are a good person. <laughs> I don't want to be guessing mm. at, at something like that. You know who is also a nice hot man who's pissed me off though this pat this week? Niall fucking <laughs> Horn. Yes, former One Direction member Niall Horn because I know him personally and well. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I wish I did. Hey Niall. Um, I <laughs> look us up, Niall. I don't understand why he keeps having to post photo dumps of him in the freaking music studio, but we have not had a single damn song released from this man in almost three years now, two I can't remember. No, it it was 2020, wasn't it? Not even a Demi Lovato, like, here's a song of mine already. I just put it at two times speed. (laughs) I would take that for mile at this point. Like- stop posting thirst traps that aren't even thirst traps like I will admit that like on the surface they don't look like thirst traps but when you are that damn good looking in a stupid Britney Spears t-shirt you know he knows he knows if your primary if the people who made you famous were 16 year old girls 16 to 20 year old girls in 2010 to 2014 to post now in the year of our lord 2022 in a Britney Spears vintage concert t-shirt that that's that is a thirst trap by any measure by any measure and his hair like tousled yes. hair yes and like his Jonathan whatever. Taylor Thomas hair again when the people who made you famous were teens yeah. and tweens yeah he yeah. knows what he's doing either Harry, Harry is at least releasing music yeah he's, he's doing it yeah at least he's like been doing maybe too much on some level yes <laughs> But he's at least doing something. Niall, where have you been? Playing golf and making music that we haven't heard yet. So get on it. I would like being on Better Homes and Gardens, not putting out singles and music videos. Have you watched the Don't Worry Darling trailer? No. Oh my God, Rachel. You need to watch the trailer because I think it'll be it'll come around, but I don't there's a I'm I'm gonna put it out here on this podcast and say what you think like. I don't think I can watch this movie in public. That's what mm. I'm trying to say. <laughs> Is watching even the trailer, I turned to Julie and I was like, our friend Drew, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I am not prepared to watch this man have sex in front of me on screen. <laughs> yeah. I'm not prepared for it. <laughs> so that is all I will say about Don't Worry Me Darling until we finally see it whenever it's fucking coming out. So 
September 23rd. Well, you heard it here, folks, guys. <laughs> heard it here first, guys. Connie is going to be very sexually overwhelmed <laughs> by this movie. <laughs> You'll watch this movie and think to yourself, I wonder how Tanya is taking this. And the answer is she's sexually overwhelmed. So another thing that happened in the last couple of weeks, Rachel, is I know you know some of this, but uh, I got ghosted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, pretty badly. Actually, um, I, would I, say, I haven't gone on, I have not gone on my ghosting rant yet on this podcast. Yeah, no, you haven't. So I don't know if you have anything you want to say before I buckle in and go on my rant. Well, I, I'm going to try to say this with a lot of spaces in case it needs to be cut out. I will say a benefit to you in this ghosting is that you did eventually hear from him, which is yes. like, the, it is the very least, the very least it could have happened. And like, yes still a true ghosting for no reason as a true ghosting is but just pointless a, a like why would you behave this way yes. but I don't know and I guess that brings me to my point of like and a question I would have for you and again why well, I can ask us after your rant do you feel it's better to have heard from him or should he have just committed to the ghost and no it's better that he he contacted me mm-hmm. almost two weeks later yeah So I will go on my rant and then I will explain a little bit what happened. Rant away. If you are a person who thinks or who has, who does ghost another individual after you've gone on, I would say one date is like the minimum. Like if you've only been talking, texting and you ghost, I'm still not a fan, but fine. If you physically meet another human being and you ghost that individual, you need to go to therapy. You need Mm -hmm. to go to therapy. You need to deal with your shit and you need to learn how to fucking communicate because I think that is one of the rudest and cowardly, 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 Mm -hmm. most cowardly, I don't, whatever. Yeah, no, cowardly. Cowardly way to get out of having to, break up with somebody end a convert and some end whatever whatever your reasons are don't fucking do it mm-hmm. like wh- how have we gotten to this point where we think that it's okay to meet another human being and unless like that person's like full on toxic af abusive whatever you want to say it why do you think that's okay I just don't understand. Like it's rude. It's fucking cowardly. And if you don't have the wherewithal to like text somebody like, Hey, I'm just not feeling it. Sorry. What the fuck are you doing dating? What the fuck are you doing going out and trying to meet somebody or trying to do, even if it's just sex, I don't get it. That's it's fucking terrible to do that to somebody. It's really not that hard to just send one or two simple texts of like, I'm just not feeling it. I, blah, blah, blah. You don't even have to give this full explanation. If that person that you're breaking up with wants a full explanation and they ask you for it, you can say, you know, I just don't feel like talking. It's not, I don't know. It's just so frustrating. Like go to therapy, deal with your shit and learn how to talk to another human being. Learn mm-hmm. conflict resolution skills. Do something. I don't understand. It doesn't have to be a lot. It can literally be, I mean, like people will be angry. You can't control how people are going to react to it, but they're the least the person can sit, like the person can at least not say they ghosted me. They could say, wow, we, they thought we were getting along. They broke it off really abruptly, which like, that is what it is. 
Better I mean, ghosting. maybe there are people out there that would rather be ghosted than broken up with abruptly. I don't, but I can't understand why. And if but, you're that person, also reach out. <laughs> if that's yeah. what you would prefer is nothing. I mean, I like, unless the situation is where you are coincidentally also not feeling it and it's like a mutual fade to black, that's one thing. But like, if you feel like you're getting along with someone and they ghost out and you are not super offended and confused by that. Uh, tell us why, please. Yeah, I just, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's like a laziness thing. I was well, gonna, I think it's part laziness. I think, I think it's, it's anxiety. Part anxiety. I think we, as a generation, especially the younger generations, don't have as strong of communication skills on some levels. I think that we have a really hard time admitting admitting feelings like first of all I think we have a hard time admitting uh, talking about conflict dealing with conflict because of our anxieties Mm -hmm. and I want to respect everybody's anxiety so ultimately that's why the guy that I was dating for like roughly two months Mm -hmm. um ghosted me he eventually reached out and told me like hey I just figured you didn't want to hear from me um anymore or after 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 it had yeah Yeah. like so let me, okay, let me, sorry. Now I'm doing a terrible job explaining. Okay, so I dated a guy for a couple of months. Um, I I would still say that we were exclusive. Like I'm pretty positive he wasn't dating anybody. We weren't like boyfriend, girlfriend. It was just dating. Um, I was hoping that we would become partners eventually. And I'd asked him before I went on my vacation if that was going to be a thing because I wanted to, I am somebody who is pretty blunt, who is pretty like, let's just, I want to talk about things, not let things simmer or faster or whatever and so that's why I was like I just want to know if I'm single or not before I go on vacation like I'm fine either way I just want to know I would prefer to be in a part be your partner but if you're not ready yet that's fine and he was like yeah I'm not ready yet and things started going downhill from there and I could tell that especially because eventually literally the few days before I left for vacation he was super rude super weird I was like okay what's going on we need to talk and he ghosted me um and then about like I was in Greece so it was roughly almost two weeks later he finally gets a hold of me and is like yeah I didn't like that you asked me if we were going to be boyfriend girlfriend um I got really into my own head about stuff from previous relationships and I shut down and got being my anxiety got the best of me and I got into my into my own head too much and instead of talking to you I just shut down I don't, I don't know. I hard have a hard time because I'm like, I, I respect it. I get it. You have anxiety. You have trauma from your previous relationship, all of this stuff, but you don't get to treat me like crap because of it. Mm-hmm. You don't. I am not your ex. You could, I told him that in my response, I was like, I wish you had told me all of this. Like, I wish you had actually talked to me about what the problem was because even if, in hindsight, it's 2020. We probably wouldn't have worked out anyway for other various reasons. Um, but we could have ended in a much better term. You did mm-hmm. not have to ghost me and hurt my feelings in that way. Yeah. Simply because your anxiety got the best of you. Like, that's, it's just not, it's not okay. And I think you, like, he apologized and I, that I accepted his apology because again, he was at least honest with me, but it took two fucking weeks to do it. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have to do that. So I told, I was like, I hope you get healing. I hope you heal, like get help because you clearly need it. Yeah. Go to therapy. Like I know, I know I say that very flippantly. Um, and I understand that not everybody has the privilege and the access to uh be in therapy to pay for therapy. 
so I say I, I get that, but it's just but part of the problem I think is that people aren't dealing with their mental health, so they take it out mm-hmm. on other people, and they aren't good human beings to each other. And I think and that's what people ultimately like, ghost. Even if it's not like a con, like taking it out to me implies like a sort of a con. Well, no, it's not conscious. But anyways, I don't, I don't even know that I would say taking it out. It just like impacts other people, and mm-hmm. that's I think this tension of like your mental health can be causing or driving a lot of this quote bad behavior that I, that is a quote of what I would call it. Um, but it, and like, that can be an explanation for why it's happening, but it can't be an excuse. Like you don't get to make excuses for treating people like shit. That's not how that works. And someone can be as offended by your actions, even if they're rooted in a place of like poor mental health, then if this was just your conscious decision to be a dickhead, like, you, unfortunately, the struggle, like a, a terrible side effect of mental health is that you hurt the people around you. And right. yeah. Yeah. And part of your mental health journey is to learn how not to do that. Like you mm-hmm. can have anxiety and not treat people like shit. Yeah, exactly. It's, I don't want to say it's not that hard because, and I understand that sometimes it is, but some, it's not that hard. Like, yeah it's part, I mean, we talk about it with Morgan a little, it's about learning your shit. It's about Mm -hmm. learning what triggers you. It's about learning what, what it sets off your anxiety, like what to do, like how to notice in your body when you're starting to get anxious, when things start Mm -hmm. to derail, like it's learning that stuff. And I know, and again, I I come from a place of privilege. I've been in therapy for five years now. I am not perfect. I'm going to be in therapy for a while. I'm (laughs) still, I'm Mm -hmm. sure I'm still learning things and saying things that scare me and all of that. But like there is a level of like you can't keep going through life and hurting other people and blaming it on your mental health yeah that's not okay so yeah yeah it's just please don't ghost like get your get your shit together like today's message don't do it it's not okay it's not a good move at all and you're not being a good human being like I'll just say that like you're not being kind to other human beings so what else is going on what do you anything you want to I just went on my rant so what rant do you want to go on now I don't feel like I well I mean I don't know if we want to get into the the big a already but I feel like that's mostly where I'm at is like the ranting I could do in fact I typed out a tweet today I saw a thread where a woman was talking about I think um some sort of patient of hers who needed to receive medication because she was suffering a miscarriage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the type of medication can also be used to induce, uh, to induce a, like a miscarriage or to, to cause an abortion, right? I don't, not cause an abortion, but like facilitate mm-hmm. an abortion. So there was a ton of trouble getting the prescription filled. This woman lives in Texas, the patient. So in Texas, if you aid in a bet an abortion, you can be sued up to $10,000. And so the thread was obviously talking about what like the impacts of these laws what they're going to have outside of the actual like act of abortion of of someone who is pregnant who wants to terminate the pregnancy and abortion like the impact is going to be these women or pregnant people who are suffering some of like the most debilitating and physically terrible emotionally terrible times of their lives that'll be exacerbated and will take much longer much more effort than than ever necessary because because pharmacies and doctors and clinicians are all going to be rightly afraid of of being sued it just Mm -hmm. and the idea that 
that anyone could claim it through any piece of logic that this is being done in an effort to protect life is just ludicrous to me in in every way the i just it is obviously not to protect life it is control it is what a patriarchy what a capitalist society will do I mean, maybe the capitalism thing isn't directly tied to like anti-abortion, but it all fits together when you add in patriarchy I mean, I think and it is. like the ability to cause more problems, to collect more money, to solve those problems, to not let people be in charge of their bodies, to not give people the agency to change their circumstance in any way. And then that coupled with like the a hot fact right now is this baby food shortage and 192 representatives federal representatives voting against an emergency aid package to try and address it just like these same people who want to make sure more people stay pregnant also at every turn make it harder to have children make it harder to raise healthy kids it uh-huh. just it's so fucking ghoulish and i part of me like such a canned response is like how did we get here but it's like we know exactly how we got here yeah. And you can look at a thousand, every single step of this thousand step staircase to, it feels like down. We're taking steps down, not steps up. It, such bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I think capitalism is tied into it because part of it is like, they want more workers. They want more people. It's a population thing, right? Like they see that. What did Amy Comey Garrett say? A steady supply of American infants. Like what the fuck are we talking about? what yeah what (laughs) I so I know like I want to be as gender neutral as possible when talking about abortion Mm -hmm. but ultimately abortion is rooted in misogyny so if I talk about what it's again not just women have abortions but it is rooted in misogyny it's rooted in controlling the female reproductive system Mm -hmm. it's rooted in again we talked about purity culture a couple weeks ago it's rooted in this idea that women are not to be trusted to make decisions about our own bodies. Mm-hmm. We're not trusted to um, to do things that are in our best interest. We have to think mm-hmm. about other people. We have to think about the people around us. We have to think about yeah. the the cells that exist in our bodies after we get pregnant that are yeah. not a human being yet. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I think that's where like it does break my heart to think that there are people out there that that's the main reason, right? Is that that baby that you aborted is a is a child. It's like no, it's not. No, I'm sorry, it's not. it's not. It is a clump of cells that would not exist outside of the womb. Mm-hmm. It is not a baby, and for you to think that has been because of the Republican propaganda machine. Like, yeah, it is a clump of cells. Fing- fingernails at two weeks. It's <sighs> ludicrous, and the slippery slope of it is that if that's your true hardline position and for plenty of these anti-choice folks, it is Mm -hmm. then truly any, anything that doesn't result in a born baby is involuntary manslaughter. Like how the the line between that is direct. Like if your body can't do it and the pregnancy doesn't work out, you've just committed involuntary manslaughter. Like this, we are so close to that, that it's. And I mean, some, and that's the hard part. I know that some people would be like, no, I don't mean miscarriage, like miscarriage yeah. happen. All they would they would say that. That's fine. But there are politicians out there yeah. who do not agree with you and who are pushing for that shit. Who are pushing for not the for plan B yeah. to be banned. Yeah. For contraceptives to be banned. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where like you have to see the bigger picture. You have to see how it's a sliding scale effect. Like yeah. it's not just banning abortion. 
They want to control the female reproductive system and they want more babies born in this country. It's not just boiled down to that, but that's the problem here. It's pregnancy is punitive too. That if you, if you have sex, which as a woman, as someone with, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to gender it that way, but I do think for female presenting folks and women that if you have sex, uh, if you initiate sex, if you, if you engage in it for anything other than reproduction and you happen to get pregnant, then like you have made a a capital M mistake and you must now endure this. And so will the child, like you will both grow up in this Hester Prine nation of you did it. And now it's your problem. Yeah. And I love it. (laughs) No, no. And that's the problem. Like, that's my thing is everybody out there that believes Republicans are, are, are like do care about babies. They we do care about the families. Okay, if you think so much about that, you think abortion is wrong, and you would never do it. Fine. We still it's you. Your opinion doesn't get to dictate the healthcare practices yeah. in this country. But also, if you don't like abortion, then you need to be in full support of comprehensive sex education. Yeah. Of all the contraceptive options mm-hmm. that we have and make sure that they are given readily and freely available to people who are having yeah. sex and if your answer to all of that is like well people shouldn't be having sex you need to get your fucking head out of your ass yeah yeah and learn and realize like also go to therapy go to therapy yeah. maybe see a sex therapist therapy sex is everyone. not wrong sex is therapy not bad everyone. sex outside of marriage is not bad mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so goddamn frustrating yeah also if so if you can't even get there on contraception which is stupid and fucked up pass a child tax credit pay pay people who are caring for your children as infants and toddlers pay them more um give parents six months of paid parental leave codify all of this put this into action fund fund food and support for for parents and babies well into into childhood and adulthood make public education strong and free it's not that hard yeah make daycare free you want people working what about women yeah they can't go to work they have to take care of their all these goddamn babies like yeah all of these freaking babies you want them to have but that's because that's ultimately that's all they want us they only view us as people that can give birth yes and raise children I'm not even sure I could give birth. My mom had very difficult, she had emergency C-sections on both of them. Who's to say my body won't do the exact same thing? Not a birthing machine, a bad factory. Right, but that's part of it. But also like, I I just, and making a woman or anybody, sorry, making anybody Mm. carry a baby full term that they do not want or not even don't want but can't know that they can't provide for yeah how is that pro-life yep how is that pro-family I mm-hmm. listened to a woman this past weekend at the reproductive rights rally here in my in the town that I live in tell a story about her three pregnancies her first one she gave birth at a young age like 17 or what like high school I think still age um, and had to give up her, her son for adoption because she could not take care, could not care for it. She was given the option to be flown out to London by her father to get an abortion. 
And judge, as she said, there are always ways for women with money. Mm-hmm. She admitted mm-hmm. her privilege in that. She gave up her son for adoption and talked about the impact that that trauma had on both her and her and her son for their entire rest of their lives. Yeah. The fact, like, if you don't know the research and the history, like the, the truth, the facts about what adoption really mm-hmm. does to a parent, both the adopted and the parent who had to give up the child, as well as the child, mm-hmm. then do some research. Adoption, just to tell people, oh, have the baby and give it up for adoption. That is not a trauma-free attitude. That's no. not a trauma-free response. That child will have to go through so many identity issues and trauma mm-hmm. and just ba- overall trauma abandonment mm-hmm. issue that's not something that you can just offer up as a solution to this problem mm-hmm. it will have lasting ramifications mm-hmm. on both all parties involved then she had she ended up having an abortion her second pregnancy and then ended up having a child when she was 30 with a man that she thought was she was going to marry at that time they mm-hmm. did not but it's still fine she was stable mentally and financially to have a child shared that whole situation shared her story it was beautiful. It was, it made me cry, all of that. Mm-hmm. Because it shows not even yeah. just how abortion can have a traumatic, not, or not being able to get an abortion and have a traumatic experience, but giving birth to a child mm-hmm. you cannot take care of and have to give up for adoption is traumatic. Yeah. Why are we making more women and people do that? Mm-hmm. Why? Especially when our social, social system our welfare system is not even equipped to handle the babies yep. and the children that are already in the system. If you think that giving up a baby for adoption is so easy because there's so many foster parents out there, then why aren't you fostering? Yeah. Yep. It's, it's not. Mm-hmm. I just, I also seem to, I also just wonder if people that are pro, anti-choice if they've actually never listened to a story of a woman who has, or a woman or a person who has had to get an illegal unsafe abortion, yeah, they had, they must have, they must have never had to listen to one or ever really heard one mm-hmm. because I have both on social media and the various TV shows that I've watched. And I don't fucking understand how somebody could listen and hear those horror stories because that's what they yeah. were. They are horror stories and not feel any kind of compassion for those people who have had to go through that or died because of that. Mm-hmm. I get emotional because I just, yeah, it is heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching yeah. to hear those stories and to see the pain that th- those people and their families have to go through. Mm-hmm. It's, I just, I don't know. Like I, I would, I feel like everybody needs to watch episodes of this TV show called midwife. I will say that over and over and over again, because that mm-hmm. show does an excellent job of showing what life was like in Britain before the pill was even available, let alone abortion was legalized. There are no, I just, I can't have any words because it's people, people have short attention. People have short memories is what I have yeah. to say. And an ability to dissociate and to only believe what they want to like to only accept what they already believe about a situation. If you think yep. that these terrible women and pregnant people are just ripping these babies out of their wombs and casting them to the crocodiles, like 
that's not what's happening. It's not what's happening at all. And it's, yeah. I hate this place. I am not having a good time. Can we find the good place? Because I'd really, yeah. this, is, this is absolutely the bad place. It's the bad place. It is the darkest timeline. I, and I really, it's terrifying. Something that I like can choke me up a bit is I was talking to my mom about this recently and my mom has very clear defined memories of Roe versus Wade passing of abortion becoming legal in the country. So my mom came of age in the mid seventies and in high school had friends pre-Roe who had abortions. And like the idea that in her lifetime, she would have seen it legalized in the country and could at the time have never conceived that in 50 years, 60 years, we'd have, I mean, I guess it is closer to 50. We would have walked back so completely that now it'll become illegal. Like, what are we talking about? What are we like as bad as it could have? Yeah. That's why my blood pressure is so high all the time. <laughs> this country has made me hypertensive. Why I would like to get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I say that knowing my privilege and saying that. I mean, I hope at least in our state, though, we'll find a way to, to legalize it, to work around our terrible Republican Senate and House and yeah, get it set up so that when she does fall, we are a little protected. Yeah, if there's anything I feel slightly good about with Michigan is that like we have at least a governor who, yeah, I mean, that's hard. Like she ultimately has no power in it. That's Mm -hmm. what sucks. But at least I know that like we have a governor who will do everything she can. And also, yeah, we'll at least try to, yeah, we'll at least try to do everything that she can do Mm -hmm. to protect us because she knows, she knows she knows she knows knows. we know i I have to say though we have shat on the republicans rightly so but if the goddamn democrats don't get their fucking shit together yeah truly do not not think (laughs) no they are not no they're absolutely not they're not going to biden's not going to get his shit together he's already pivoted in the way that he's talking about abortion rights just vote vote people in that's Mm -hmm. do more sir do more do more you guys have been falling behind the republicans for decades now and we keep putting up with this bullshit because we have yeah. literally no other option to. And it really, yeah. Like there's a level of like, I can say all the time that Republicans say that they're pro-life, but they're not. Democrats are not much better. Like no. they are in, on paper, yeah. but they also are not getting a fucking bone to stand on or whatever. And they're just dumb. They're, like, oh, they're, they're just dumb. stupid. It just like however much I agree with the Republicans, the tactics they're using are winning. Their ability to organize, their ability to really think about the long game is paying off in dividends. And the Democrats just can't or won't both like- Grow a goddamn backbone. mm -hmm. I don't care about bipartisanship. They haven't cared about bipartisanship for going on two decades now. Yeah why do like stop stop fucking caring about it we like that's what's so frustrating is if the democrats would fucking get a backbone and do the hard work Mm -hmm. we would be the majority like that's the stupid part like we would have almost an easy majority they're letting the republicans run the goddamn show 
And so now we've had to take a back burner and worry about the midterms and worry about anything. Mm -hmm. Fucking stupid. So stupid. It's so stupid. It also, it's just such a shitty time because I do, I will admit to feeling extreme relief when Biden and Harris won. Like the feeling of like, oh God, okay, at least we've like, we didn't do eight, if we didn't do four more years of this, we'll get out of it. But it like very much feels like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yep. They, uh, we technically are in charge of the ship, but somehow we're still headed right into the storm. Damn. We are still going to severely fuck this up for all yeah. of us. It's also at the same time that it's these big issues. It's also just like the tiny stupid things all the time. That's just like, damn it. Like why <laughs> we can't do anything right. The country like is burning in some places is underwater in others. No one is happy. Even the people who are getting what they want are angry. It, we've really done it, done one, mm-hmm. done a big one. You know, I will say, so we're reading The Witch of Blackbird Pond right now. I yeah. had kind of forgotten slash erased the fact that like she grew up in Barbados, obviously on a plantation. Yeah. Uh, but I have loved the Eatons coming through immediately to be like, fuck slavery and yeah. fuck you for doing it. I was like, oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. I was, I forget that it was written in like the late fifties. So who knows what the, the politics of Elizabeth, Elizabeth George Spear would be but yeah that ha- like- it has been really interesting to like read read it mm-hmm. and like hear kit who all for all intents purposes like is a great character but also yeah. be like pretty much pro pro slavery <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and i'm like herbie like him being like did you think they got like personal cabins like you and her being like i don't i just never thought about it yeah yeah it's like what such are you talking white girl about privilege. girl like shut yeah. up yeah how the fuck yeah. else would these enslaved people have gone to your island? Do you think they just wanted to chill here with you, pressing your dresses? Come on. Yeah. Ugh. All right. So now that we both have ranted, ranted bit, and raved. Um, you know what? I think I'm gonna make you watch the Don't Worry Darling trailer. Perfect. We watched I'm... Harry's uh music video mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago now. I'm gonna make you I'm gonna make you watch this now. Yes. so we can get so Excellent. you so you can see what I mean by I'm going to be sexually overwhelmed I think you're right that it is it's the cop one where he's gay yeah this is not I I would I yeah this is not it okay. how are you feeling <laughs> I probably will watch it as it as it turns out a shock to no one probably gonna see that wow it's like, you know, it's a female director, one, because it's Olivia Wilde, so we've all heard nothing about it. But the fact that the sex scenes were like just oral sex for, for women <laughs> on, on a woman is like, this would only happen if a woman was directing. Or again, I feel like this has been a heavily gendered episode. Apologies all, obviously very em- em- uh, embracing all people with vaginas, not just women. But um, yeah. Ooh-ee. yeah i know <laughs> that's why i'm like i want to see it asap but also mm-hmm. i do I love it? chris pine as well even in mm-hmm. some sort of like psychopath role 
Yeah. Yeah. I am also realizing if I had just waited a couple months on this whole bang situation, I could have just seen Florence Pugh's hair and that and been like, this is what I want. This is what I want my bangs to look like. And maybe would have gotten gotten where I wanted to be I mean, faster. You could do that still. <laughs> it I feel like I at this point have to let them get a bit longer. I also think the bangs that I want, I want my I think I would be happy with them in general if my hair overall was longer. Mm. So just have to settle in. Hopefully it'll be long by my my next wedding in November. All right. Well, now that we have also made Rachel sexually overwhelmed. Yes. <laughs> um, we just have to wait uh, three, four September. months. September. Yeah. Yep. So that stay tuned for our thoughts about, mm-hmm. <laughs> about the actual movie in a few months from now. So. All right. Well, thanks, Rachel, for uh, listening to me rant. Yeah. And thanks yeah. to all of you for indulging us in a little catch up and just a shout into the void mm-hmm. <laughs> this week cheers everyone take care guys if you're enjoying Ope I did it again follow us on instagram at Ope podcast please rate and review us on apple podcast and on spotify email us tell us your stories you can reach us at Ope podcast 22 at gmail.com